You're about to listen to a clip from a recent show hosted by myself, Blythe Brumleave, owner of DigitalDispatch.io and BonjourWithBlythe.com. After this clip, you can get the lowdown on both of these companies and how their marketing tips and online strategy can help you and or your business grow in a competitive digital environment. Until then, I hope you enjoy this little nugget. So I came across a couple articles this week that really speaks to the overall mantra of treating time as a commodity. And now the, the, the first article that I read was a really fascinating deep dive into the NFL's sort of worry as a whole, like as a league for these two franchises that are moving to LA in the Rams and the Chargers in the situation where they're not particularly winning. Uh, these are franchises, I mean, you're talking about the Rams where they were just in the Super Bowl last year. So they were expected to be, you know, on, on the, on the come up and, you know, they haven't done so hot this year. Uh, then you also have the Chargers, which are just, um, like their whole organization is, is, is kind of just a, a joke right now. Uh, but you have the, a situation where the NFL as a whole really thought that fans would switch their attention and thus their time and money from one city to a new city, whereas fans in San Diego and fans in St. Louis will just, you know, just completely forget about their loyalties to the city that they live in, probably maybe the city that they grew up in, and they would just switch their NFL loyalty to uh, their teams essentially leaving, leaving all of these economic opportunities, all of these entertainment opportunities uh, for, you know, the shiny bright lights of Los Angeles. Los Angeles being a transplant city who really only care about the Lakers and the Dodgers. You could make an argument that they cared about the Los Angeles Raiders back in the day, but LA just really isn't the biggest sports town. They have a lot of transplants there. They have a lot of entertainment options and and the NFL as a whole wants to, they, they wanted to move these franchises to this city in order to take advantage of that media market, but in this article, they really dive into just the, I guess, the, the internal conflicts that's going on within owners, within these billion dollar owners who frankly just, you know, they, they have millions and millions of dollars to spend on on marketing and, and, and user sentiment. And, and they don't necessarily, they're, they're kind of realizing, you know, a few billion too late that fans, sports fans, just casual fans as a whole, aren't going to support a team that's winning by either watching it on TV or even attending a game live. And and I think it more or less has to do with, you know, we, we've talked on this show about Disney Plus, a uh, little bit of Netflix, um, but just the entertainment options as a whole has started to shift over the recent years where people just want to stay home, right? They don't, they, they want to get Uber Eats and they want to put on Netflix and they want to binge watch a show for an entire day or they want to just stay in their pajamas and, and just enjoy that at-home experience. And, and, and sports as a whole is sort of experiencing this too, right? I mean, you look all across the country and you see empty stadiums and collectively like media people who cover sports as a full-time job um executives that that work in sports just are are almost taken aback that and, and shocked that people wouldn't necessarily go and spend 10 hours of their day down at a football stadium and pay $300 because the the league as a whole has priced them out and then on top of that if your team isn't winning People are less likely to to invest emotionally in that team if they're not winning and they've been 
overpriced out of the market. Uh, so I think that that is, is it goes back to the, the, the central theme of time is so important and why would you spend it with a losing team and especially with making a, a losing effort. So it, it, there's sort of that mantra that probably needs to die, that you should support your team no matter what, and you should watch every game no matter what. That is sort of just an an older way of thinking, I think, or, or just a, a sports pastime way of thinking that you should support the team no matter what with both your time and your money, even though you're getting priced out and even though the team isn't necessarily winning. But it also kind of relates to this other article that I read that was a little bit eyebrow raising, but it's perhaps something that, you know, us freelancers or people who work in, in you know, a business where you're charging for services and services cost money. And this article by Anna Cordero-Rado, and I probably butchered the pronouncing of that name, so I apologize in advance. She wrote an article on Medium that says, why I charge people to get coffee with me. And when I first read it, I was like, oh, or I first read the headline before I actually read the article and got the meat of it, like a lot of people. Um, then I understood her perspective a, a, a lot more. You know, on a few shows ago, I talked about the value of, of going to networking events, but also the important value of picking networking events that you're passionate about, that you think that either will help inspire you or help educate you or possibly has future business opportunities for you. You know, th th there's got to be some kind of an ROI attached to networking events that you go to. But one of the, the little known time sucks of, of being an entrepreneur or, or being in the freelance space is that lots of people want to have pick your brain meetings and you have to decide if you are going to entertain that or not. And I think that for a lot of business owners, especially new business owners, that you're just so initially excited that people want to learn about your services. And that's a good thing, right? And and what happens though quickly is that you learn that not a lot of these meetings uh, result in a positive outcome for you, meaning a positive outcome where you're going to get business from it, or you're going to get something valuable from it. And and that's what sort of struck me with this article is that before I go any further, I'm going to talk about a little bit about her position, because the way she framed this article is that a big software company reached out to her, the owner actually reached out to her and wanted her feedback on a new tool that he was developing. So her being in that space for a very long time, she responded back that she was happy to do so. And here's my fee for doing that. And the guy never responded. Uh, he essentially was looking for free advice and did not uh, did not expect to have her reply back. Well, no, I, I take that back because he did respond. But he said, let me see if we have the budget for that and then never responded back to her. So he did initially respond. So I take that part back. But he responded in a way that like, look, this isn't going to happen unless you're going to give me some free advice here. So she was a little bit miffed at that because she offers a lot of things as a service and she charges her, her time is her commodity. And, and so she wrote this article basically as an educational article for businesses and people who are looking for those pick your brain meetings to essentially stop asking for, for, for meetings like that. That you need to respect the freelancer's time or you need to respect the marketer or, or whatever profession they're in. If, they're, if time is a commodity for them, which it really is for any, you can make an argument that it really is for any business, but especially for freelancers where you have so little time 
in the day and, and whatever time you spend at a pick your brain meeting, that's less time that you get to spend on your own business or helping paying clients. And so in this article, and, and, and this is a quote actually from, uh, that she used within the article itself. This isn't her saying it, but she says, or the article says, professional advice is valuable. So if you want it for free, then you'd better be willing to trade something in exchange or have a strong enough relationship with the individual to get that advice for free. It says Joe Wiggins, he's a career trends analyst at Glassdoor. And so she she further explains, now this is her talking, Anna Cord. Cor Cor Cordeo Rado. I'm just going to call her ACR. ACR says it's something that women on the receiving end of these requests in particular would do well to remember from offering to take them taking the minutes during meetings to organizing the birthday cake for colleagues. It's the female employees who tend to be the most visibly helpful. This cultural expectation of women as professional caregivers can often be detrimental to our own careers and personal boundaries. And I thought that that was really, that, that that was the comment that got a lot of people, I guess, upset in the comments where people were not upset, but emotionally reactive, where people were applauding that part because it it, it, it is... I, I can only speak from personal experience where when I did work in an office and I was an executive assistant, it was my job to organize all the potlucks. It was my job to organize, you know, the, the, the gift giving around Christmas time and the secret Santas. And if it's somebody's birthday, then it's my job to organize the, the singing of the happy birthday and, you know, all that stuff that you, you don't necessarily, you, you see men participating in, but in my personal experience, I've, I've never experienced a man organizing those in a workplace setting. Now, outside of work, I see it all the time, but in a workplace setting, it's, it, it is usually the women who, who step up to do things like that where they're taking away from their job. So they're, they're, it's, it, she's almost hinting in this article, ACR is almost hinting that you know women have a tough time saying no. And she applies it back to this time as a commodity and that you should pay for pick your brain meetings. And, and I think that she's right in a sense, but I think it's also on the onus of the person to either accept or reject, right? If you get a, a meeting request like this and you are stressed for the week and you, you are completely packed, there's a right way and a wrong way to handle that meeting request. You could say, it's not a priority right now for me, which is kind of a jerk thing to say, right? Uh, button. It's also an honest truth. If, if someone is wants you to review their software or to review their website and tell me what you think, sometimes you don't have the time to do that. But on the flip side, it can actually be really rewarding to, to help somebody, especially if it's if it's an up and coming freelancer or or for me for, you know, to, to use another personal like uh, story from from my end. I love it when bloggers reach out to me and, and ask me, you know, to review their website or give them tips or things like that to an extent. I, I love it when they reach out because it says, wow, you know, I'm doing something that people really respect enough to contact me and ask for advice. I I love that because I feel like it's almost like me giving back in a way. I try to think about it from that perspective where if I was in their shoes, what would I want to know at that age in my career life? And I remember being at that age in my career life and reaching out to a few women who I really respected in the industry 
and they brushed me off. All of them brushed me off. So it was a situation where I just had to figure it out for myself. So I, I think that she's kind of, she she's hitting the nail on the head with a lot of what this article says that women just in general should, should start to be more, uh, take more of an authoritative role in the workplace. And then if you're not working in a traditional office space, then you can also treat it as either an investment or you can be brave enough to ask for a fee like this woman did. And and I think that in you have to sort of gauge it on a case by case basis. I I I think that there there are a lot of problems where people are searching for free advice and they're just unwilling to do the Google search or do the Google legwork because it really is like there is an answer for you out there. Google probably does have it. But I think that there's also a strength in asking for a fee for services that you provide. The trick is, I think, in how you ask it. So in this particular article, I went straight to the comments after I read it because it was it was filled with like lots of useful advice and then just lots of angry people. But if you ignore the angry people, there were actually a lot of uh, of really creative solutions and and a couple of these creative solutions that that I picked out that maybe will help you in in your I guess in, in how you deal with a situation like this is to if you want to charge for a meeting, a pick your brain coffee date. It's perfectly acceptable if you word it in a way that, hey, I usually charge for these services. Instead, I'm going to give you a discount so that you can, you know, in, enjoy my perspective, my, you know, however long you've worked in the industry. That's valuable, too. But you can either charge for that meeting or a creative solution you can say i'm going to charge you this but you can use this fee and apply it to future services if you, as a credit should you ever purchase services from me in the future and i think that that was really a a, a smarter solution where say if you are the person that's asking for a pick your brain meeting then it, it the onus is on you to take a step back and to say okay well if i'm going to pay for this meeting I need to know what kind of value I'm going to get out of it. And I need to come with a, I need to come prepared. I need to come proper. I need to know what questions I need to get, I need to get answered before my allotted time is up. So it, it really puts the onus back on the person asking for the meeting to get super specific of, of what they want from you and why. You can also do that with someone and not charge them, right? That, that's another solution where you could make it to where, okay, well, let's cut to the fucking chase. Like, that there's there's probably plenty of situations where you meet up with someone for coffee and you do the normal small talk and then you get into the meat of the discussion but it could take a while to get to the meat of that discussion so what this one person did is is they said yes i i i charge for these meetings but it's a very nominal fee i think it was like 49 bucks or something like that for a 2 hour meeting with someone which is you know an hour hour and a half is about the normal length of a pick your brain coffee date or or happy hour however long it lasts but she charges a nominal fee but she also wants to make sure that that person gets the most bang for their buck so they get the most value going in what this other person suggested too is that they send a form automatically to the person that has a list of questions out of what they want the person to start thinking about ahead of time. So for example, I have like a bunch of, you know, web design questionnaires that I send out. If someone gets a website or purchases a website from me, 
they're purchasing at an extremely affordable rate, but I'm going to ask them a lot of tough questions. The only thing is I'm not going to ask them these tough questions on the phone or in a meeting. I'm going to send you a questionnaire and you have to really sit down and think about your business and, and how you want how you want it presented to the world. What other businesses do you like? What other you know websites do you not like? Are there any features that you see online that you'd really love to have on your site? So I think putting those questions at the forefront and getting that person to answer them ahead of time will save you a lot of time. It'll save the other person a lot of time. And then people are getting value out of that or both of you are getting value out of that. Another really great solution that I saw, and I, I personally love this. So I, I think that I'm going to incorporate this in the future with, with some of my marketing meetings that I have. And it's offered to do the meeting, but you can record it. And so that is a completely new perspective where it's it's sort of the Gary V model where you are documenting, you're not creating. So you are recording and obviously you have to, you know, have the person agree to that ahead of time. But if they're looking for free advice, then that's could be the condition that you say, like, look, I, I am more than willing to do this for you but I want to use this meeting as a learning opportunity for my audience, right? So what you could do is record the meeting and then that's content that you can use for your business. You can probably repurpose that content, uh, you know, hundreds of different ways. And then you're providing value to your audience. And then you're also providing value to that time and that you invested into that coffee meeting. So it's not a hard no or I don't have time to have this pick your brain meeting. And it's also like kind of not a, yeah, you can, we can have a meeting, but you got to pay for it. Like you got to pay to hang out with me, um, which it would, gosh, that would be super nice if people like paid to hang out with you. Um, or maybe it wouldn't. I don't know. I, I would have to think about that a little more. That was just a little like off tangent thought, but I love that requirement on if treating your time as a commodity but during these pick your brain meetings and, you know, if your sports team has gone to shit, um, you can just more or less focus on on how you can be the most productive throughout your day by ignoring your sports team. And then if somebody wants to have a little pick your brain meeting, then what you can do is you can say, okay, I just want to set up my camera phone or I want to set up a couple little microphones to record this conversation. So then that way I can use it in the future for future content that will not only help the person that you're meeting with, but it'll help you and it'll help your audience that if you're not already creating content for, you absolutely should be. Thank you for listening to that best of clip brought to you by digitaldispatch.io. Founded in 2018, Digital Dispatch creates web and marketing solutions for growing companies specifically in the trucking and logistics space. I spent more than a decade in the transportation industry handling the digital media for several companies before venturing off and starting Brumley Brands in 2016. And because I'm a business owner, I put all of my web and marketing knowledge I've gained over the years into this show and more content on the site, bonjourwithblight.com, hoping that you can find some helpful tips and resources for your own digital media strategies. You can check out links to all of these sites, plus my social channels, all within the show notes. But until next time, stay humble and stay hungry.